Can I ask you a question? Is it ever appropriate to laugh when a billionaire dies? Well, that's what we're talking about in this video. CBS News has learned that the Boston Coast Guard is operating a search and rescue mission for a missing submarine. Banging sounds detected in the North Atlantic might be coming from the five-passenger Titan submersible. But as the multinational search coalition scours the Atlantic Ocean, time is running out. The race to save five people who are on board a submersible that has gone missing in the North Atlantic, close to the wreck of the Titanic. Earlier, the US Coast Guard said that the vessel may only have 40 hours of breathable air left for the five people on board. Human remains appear to have been found in debris of the Titan submersible, which was recovered from the floor of the Atlantic on Wednesday. So at this point, I'm sure everybody's heard about the submersible. I didn't know that that was a thing until this whole conversation that imploded with a bunch of billionaires inside of it. And it started a really interesting conversation about whether or not it is okay to laugh when billionaires die. And I sort of wanted to ask you guys this question because I've got feelings. I've got thoughts. So Stockton Rush owns a company called OceanGate. And OceanGate does these tourist trips down to the wreckage of the Titanic to, you know, see a piece of history. And honestly, as somebody who likes the ocean and old things, I can definitely see the appeal to uh, doing something like this. But I stopped seeing the appeal when I got the price tag, which was $250,000. I think that's almost about the amount of money I spent on college. Now, Stockton Rush was a very arrogant man who believed that he knew better than everyone else when it came to submersibles. He thought that he was going to be able to use several different types of material on his submersible and that it wouldn't crush under pressure. I didn't know this until this conversation, but it makes a lot of sense. You know, I didn't really pay much attention in science class. I was sketching in my sketchbook instead. But apparently when you go really far down in the ocean, you have to account for the amount of weight of all of the water above you. And Stockton Rush believed that he could make a submersible using unorthodox And when people who have been working in the industry for a really long time told him that that was a bad idea, he said that they were just jealous and bitter and they didn't want for him to be a hashtag innovator. OceanGate shouldn't have been doing what it was doing. I think that's pretty clear. I wish I had been more vocal about that, but I think I was unaware that they weren't certified uh, because I wasn't really studying it. I wasn't really interested. Stockton Rush asked me if I wanted to go out there and dive this season. You know, I wasn't interested. There was a lot of concern about this outfit and this sub. A lot of concern, even to the extent that 
I wasn't involved in it because I was making Avatar 2 at the time, but a lot of them got together and wrote a letter to, uh, to OceanGate and said, you have to certify. You cannot take people down. It's irresponsible. And it could lead to catastrophe. One of the other unorthodox things that he employed in this submersible was apparently it was being controlled by a aftermarket game controller. And like, I'm sorry, but when I first heard about this, I got so like, I got like, you know, the chills because I cannot imagine being under the water super, super far away and using a game controller. It would just make me feel so scared. Like, this is the thing of my nightmares. Submersible was really, really small, and apparently there were five people on it. I'm going to read through the list of who else was on there. There was Hamish Harding, a retired astronaut, a Titanic researcher named Paul Henry Narjale, and Pakistani businessman Shahzada Dawood and his son Suleiman Dawood was also on the submersible. Hopefully I said that correctly. And all of these men were billionaires. Unfortunately, when they went down to see the Titanic, they lost contact with the surface level and the further down they went, the more pressure there was on the submersible and eventually the submersible would implode. Apparently it happened so fast that they didn't see it coming. So when this was happening, I was completely captivated by this story because I guess so many aspects of it were surprising to me. Like I didn't know that people just like casually went down to see the Titanic. And apparently it was not something that you should be doing casually. And this was a great example of why exactly that is. Now, I wasn't the only one. There was a lot of conversation on social media about this. And one of the main conversations was whether or not jokes about the submersible were appropriate. If I saw people openly calling for the death of any group of humans, I would speak out against it. And seeing thousands of people feel comfortable saying that all billionaires should die makes me uncomfortable. A rich person's life isn't valued less. A poor person's life isn't valued less. Also, if so many of you don't believe in capital punishment, but you also believe that billionaires should die, how exactly is that going to work out? The rebuttal I'm getting is conservatives think blah, 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 blah. OK, I'm I'm I, I please don't make me defend conservatives, but I don't openly see them calling for the death of anybody. And, you know, I'm personally pretty divided on this because on one hand, I think it's really, really dark and kind of messed up to celebrate the death of anyone. I'm inclined to believe that even people that I personally hate have people that love them. Right. And I don't think that while those people are grieving, it is particularly helpful to read all of these comments about how it's funny that they died. And on the other hand, they're billionaires. I don't think a lot of people understand how much money a billion dollars is. Like, 
$250,000, like I said, was the price of my education, my four-year overpriced education. But for them, it's literally like the price of a cup of coffee. Like I said, back in school, I was a weird kid with a sketchbook who sat in the back of class and didn't really pay attention. So math was not my best subject, right? But <laughs> there's about, I think, 4,000 tickets you could buy to go down to the Titanic before you would start reaching a billion dollars, right? 4,000. 4,000, okay? These people are stupid rich. And while I understand that America's capitalistic system has taught us that people who have money are smart, this was very obviously an example of that not exactly being the case. In all reality, there is absolutely no way to be a billionaire without hoarding your money. And you know, even if you're a billionaire who isn't directly exploiting people by, you know, pointing your finger and saying, exploit this person for me, you're still looking at people suffering in the world and saying, but it's mine though, right? Like, I don't know if anyone else is like this, but I'm somebody who has recently become more financially comfortable. And I'm just the sort of person who doesn't really like having a lot of money. Like, I like being secure. I like having enough money to survive or whatever. And I like having access to do things that I like to do, right? But if I have money in my hand and I don't really necessarily like need it, I'm more inclined to hand it to somebody else who does. Because not only does that feel really good, but I would feel really bad sitting over here with my money, not helping somebody who really needs it. I'll never forget, I was in Target once and this woman came up to me and she asked if I could buy some things for her because she was homeless and she needed them. And I did it without a second thought. Because for me, it was just like, why wouldn't I? Like, I'm not gonna miss the 20 bucks. The 20 bucks that I'm spending on her right now is life-changing for her. And I'm not a billionaire. I've never seen a billion dollars in my life, probably never will. And if I feel like that, it is so hard for me to understand why somebody who is a billionaire can't even imagine doing a little bit more than what they're doing currently. If I had a billion dollars, there's no way in hell it wouldn't go directly to a charity, directly to people who need it, because I just would feel strange sitting on that much money. I get that so many people don't like the idea of laughing at billionaires because because they think maybe one day they will become one and they wouldn't want to be laughed at, right? But here's the thing, you guys, this is the harsh reality. You're probably never going to be a billionaire. And I'm not saying that because I, you know, don't believe in you and that you couldn't work hard and get there or whatever. But the reality is that the people who have that money, the people who are the billionaires are working incredibly hard to make it so that you don't ever have a billion dollars. So, it's kind of built into the system that there needs to be people beneath them. Some of the people who passed away on this trip were incredibly impressive, and I will not take that away from them. But in my view, it's very hard for me to see good billionaire as not an oxymoron. And that's not because I hate rich people or because I like being a perpetual victim who is poor or whatever, because I'm definitely not that. It's more that it just it it, it sits poorly in my mind that you could sit there and be so comfortable while so many people are suffering. Like you couldn't just cut it down to a million. Like it couldn't, it couldn't just be a million. It's gotta be a billion. You know what I mean? Now to me, the millionaires dying part isn't really what was funny to me about this. What was kind of humorous was that there was so much footage of Stockton Rush arguing that this is not something that he should be concerned about. I'd like to be remembered as an innovator. Um, I think it was General MacArthur said, you're remembered for the rules you break. And, you know, I've broken some rules to make this, 
I think I've broken them with, with logic and good engineering behind me, the carbon fiber and titanium. There's a rule you don't do that. Well, I did. If you watch footage of Stockton Rush, he is incredibly arrogant. He is incredibly full of himself and just sure that everything he wants to happen will indeed happen. And, and it's just kind of funny to watch knowing that he came to his own arrogance. It's very much an Icarus flying too close to the sun kind of moment. And for me, that's kind of where the humor in it all comes from. He genuinely believed that all of the criticism that people who had been in the submarine industry for a very long time, he genuinely believed that these people were just jealous of him or they just wanted to stifle his entrepreneurial spirit. And it's just like, oh my gosh, maybe these people didn't want you to die. Maybe these people didn't want the people you would take down there to die. It's just so unfortunate that some people get to a point where they are so opposed to criticism that they're not able to actually hear what they need to hear. Yeah, I do think it's a little funny how confident and cocky and arrogant he is about something that ultimately ended his life. That's what I find to be funny, not his death. Now, there's another aspect of this conversation because Stockton Rush made a couple of comments about how he didn't want a bunch of old white men working on the submergible. And there's some people who are very strange on the right who are trying to argue that this happened because of wokeness. When I start the business, one of the things you'll find, there are other sub operators out there, but they, they typically um, have uh, gentlemen who are ex-military submariners and they you'll see a whole bunch of 50 year old white guys. Um, I wanted our team to be younger, to be inspirational, and I'm not going to inspire a 16-year-old to, to go pursue marine technology. Get woke, go broke has been thrown around a lot lately, but is it actually possible that wokeness was one of the main reasons that OceanGate's Titan sub went missing while trying to explore the Titanic? Because what the OceanGate CEO is basically saying here is, he found diversity more important than experience. Now this operation just seems to be a huge mess, and you really hate to think, if the CEO was focused more on safety than he was of being inspirational, would these people be safely in their homes right now? Because affirmative action, like many social justice issues, seem great on the surface, but only when they're impacting something inconsequential. And if you look at who actually worked on this project, if you look at who actually worked on the Titanic submergible, um, it is definitely mostly white dudes. It is 100% mostly white men. And again, why did this all fail? Because of the arrogance of a white man. The only reason it imploded was because his submergible was built out of three different, I think, materials that really aren't good for the thing that he was wanting to do with them, right? And so many people warned him about this, and he decided to go forward anyway. So it's so bizarre to me that people will cling on to a couple of comments that he made about wanting to hire younger, fresher people and not the same old white men who are in the submarine industry, which, yes, that is the vast majority of people in the submarine industry. Clinging on to this comment as though it's wokeness. Wokeness salted my land, burned my crops, and fucked my wife, right? Like the way that people talk about, about wokeness sometimes is like, I don't know, pretty funny to me. But to me, the funniest part is yet again, his degree of arrogance. And for me, that will always be the thing that kind of makes me giggle about this. I'm really, really sorry, especially for the loss of um, the Pakistani billionaire's son. I think that that is just so unfortunate. And he didn't even want to do it. He only went down there to impress his father and he died. And that, oh my gosh, he was only 19 years old. It is just so heartbreaking to think about that. And I think the thing that really bothered me the most about this whole thing was just the thought of being in a teeny, teeny, tiny space with five people and 
dying the way that they died. Like it is absolutely terrifying. It is for me, if you could describe like the worst way for me to die, that would 100% be it. You don't even have to add four other people in there. Just, just me personally. I probably take up enough space. <laughs> but anyway, I was very curious how you guys felt about this entire situation. So let me know your thoughts. Is it okay to laugh at billionaires when they die? Let me know. Anyway, on that note, I will talk to you guys later. I want you to always remember and to never forget that you are beautiful and you are loved. Unless you're a billionaire. Bye.